Doon dudes, 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 Okay. Can you try it again? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. All right. Doon dudes, 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 What? Was that good? You have to brush up. You got to brush up on the on on your two and a half men. Theme song knowledge. Maybe next time we'll switch it around, and, and you can you can show me what it's supposed to sound like because I can do the uh, the baritone. I'm no, more I of a baritone. I I I I really think you should do the uh, the right. falsetto. Well, we'll we'll discuss it. Um, as the host, I'm just gonna kick it off. Uh, All right, as a host, welcome show. back. Mm-hmm. Do you? Can you be quiet so I can do my job? Yes, yeah, no, I, I apologize. That was out of order. Okay. Because it's not time for the guest right now. No. I'm a co-host. Okay. I feel like you're like a, you're my guest. You're my For consistent. the entire series? Yeah, you're my consistent guest, you know? Okay, I guess. So. I guessed. <clears throat> oh, that was fine. All right, um, welcome back to dune dudes uh this is episode two episode two of dune dudes um we're your dudes connor and connor yes and um we are continuing our journey into arrakis and uh you know each week we're gonna be breaking down the five chapters that were on that we read and uh that's that's pretty much it yeah right i think that that, that that covers it yeah no you're 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 doing a fine job so far uh thank you just you know it's 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 worth mentioning now uh which which five chapters we are covering today five through ten yes well, I guess six through ten. That's what I should. Yeah, that's yes. We that's how numbers work. So it feels maybe like it'd be five, but the, it's not. We, can, we can just say the second five. Yeah, but that's gonna be more confusing. It's be like, welcome back to the third five, episode three. <laughs> like, you know, six yeah. through ten. Next week is okay. Six, 11, six, through, six, 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 so yeah. All right. Six. Um, wait, 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 wait. Six through and including ten. Yes. Yeah. Just thank sometimes you. people sometimes people will think that it's that means up to ten. It doesn't really, but that's people will think that. No, it's it's important to uh, to clarify for sure. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah. You no, know, it might be cool if there's uh, some other people reading along with us. Who knows? I don't know. You know how we would know is if a a person mm-hmm. sends in an email to corruptedtv.co.nr.gmail. Oh my god! And you can you can follow us. You can follow us on Twitter at this is corrupted TV's Twitter dot gmail dot twitter dot com <laughs> so send in those hashtags baby birds yes yeah, send in the hashtags uh all right so connor yes last week actually i should i i, I do want to get into it you know we both have very busy lives i know uh but last week in a day one week and one yeah. day ago, actually yeah we're 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 doing a you know pretty good job on on keeping on track. Yeah, week by pretty week. good, pretty good. Yeah, but we yeah. want to keep it consistent. We do. 
So I think that we'll just um, like six days from now we'll do the next one and we'll just try and land back on Tuesday. But uh, okay, yeah, that's that's on me. You know, that's on me. I got I got a little, I, and I have all the time carried the away. I have all the time in the world in quarantine lands. Um, yeah. I mean, like I, I didn't say anything, but like, I, like what the fuck were you doing? Only five chapters. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're not, even, they're not long chapters either. I mean, even if I read a chapter a day, that'd be two more chapters than I even need to read for this discussion. It's true. It's true. So, you know, I'm here to eat crow. <laughs> that, that's well, what I'm hey, you know, it takes a man to shovel a, a hot pile of crow into their mouth uh, yeah. every once in a while. Well. It takes a true thank, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. I mean, all right, guest. All right. We're past mm, that. Right, <laughs> We're, I'm oh, kind oh. Of, how I do it is segments, and I put down a wall, and we don't go backwards. The wall's down. I all said right. what I wanted now we now no that now that wall it was that is it, was that like an influence like like have you picked up that influence by anybody in particular like the wall um, <laughs> like the building of the wall have is that like something maybe from currents no uh events that no, you, you no. kind of I've, you said you you're uh I've seen the pink no, I'm not talking about Pink Floyd. I'm talking about something more recent. No, no, I know. I'm telling you. I'm telling you why I. Okay, so you're it. you're listening to Pink Floyd a lot. Nothing to do with current. What's your favorite Pink nope. Floyd song? The Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, <laughs> looks like you got you got to shovel some hot crow in your mouth, there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I got to shovel that hot crow into my mouth. And swallow it. Oh God! All right. Walls down. Yes. Walls okay. Down. All right. Um. All right. Last week, uh, we we ended our segment. It's the the chapter it ends where um Paul's talking with Doctor Ua. Doctor Ua is all like, "Man, I feel really conflicted about having to be the the traitor." And yes. probably leading to the death of a lot of people, but definitely Duke Leto. Um, and we, we, there's a lot of hanging questions and threads, obviously, and some of them have been um, answered. Some of them are expanded upon because there's still a lot of the book left. Duh. Um, but the, the very next chapter, the one that we read for the start of this segment um we're finally introduced to paul's father duke leto in the flesh in his yeah. olive flesh yes so, yes um, um i I, th- I mean right after we we kind of finished discussing how how we've heard a lot about him and haven't yet met him it's it was uh it was good timing yeah yeah it was um I mean, I don't know, again, like what you thought or, or didn't think, considering that you've read past this point before, but um, I don't know. It's like we kind of discussed having this buildup, and then all of a sudden we meet him. He wasn't exactly how I thought he would be at first. Mm. Um, I kind of yeah, thought he's... I don't know, douchey? Yeah, he's he's maybe not as intense as as um, he was built up to be. I guess. Um, I mean, well, you know, while he is intense, and uh, you know, obviously, um, he's a duke and he behaves is. like a duke. But yeah. but he also he also kind of is. Yeah. You know he he kind of seems like a good father too. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And it's it's clear that he loves his son very much. Yeah. And Lady Jessica. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think that's clear. I think their relationship is strange. And I think it's more clear I, it's more clear in how she 
talks about him and yes. thinks about him, I think, than in his actions. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. She kind of has a good like line, a thought to herself where, or no, I think it's when she's talking to Dr. UA in whatever chapter. And she says that there's two Dukes actually. Mm -hmm. um, and like one is the good man that she loves. And then the other one is uh, that stern, cold, calculating Duke, apparently influenced by his, his not pops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I like getting that small background stuff. I'm not expecting them to like really ever talk about Grandpa Leto again, but yeah, I, no, no, no flashback I, episodes. Nah, nah. I mean, I, I don't think the person who would have the flashback is going to be around long enough for that to happen. So, mm, I mean, that's the way it's looking. That is yeah. uh, certainly true. Yeah, I mean, so let, let I mean we're 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 kind of we we meet the duke right before right before they head to Arrakis. Yeah, or Arrakis. I I mean, I I I feel like yours your pronunciation it it, it feels more right in my brain than than yeah. Arrakis, which I have been thinking. Yeah. So yeah. we'll just go with Arrakis. Okay. Cool. And uh, yeah, so um, him and Paul, you know, he kind of talks to Paul a bit, and um, I mean, kind of gives a yeah, gives a little bit of a fatherly talk before they head out into this uh, this this the, in, into the desolate unknown. Yeah, and I, I think the that chapter is good all on its own. Like I really like the dialogue and I like learning about the Duke and uh, you know, his relationship with his son, but that chapter also ends with the Duke telling Paul that he is a mentat or oh, that he has yeah. potential for like mentat abilities. And you know, in the last episode, I kind of discussed thinking that, like, maybe a Mentat is an android, and mm. that... This was disproven. Right. That that blew that theory out of the water. So, I still don't really completely understand. I mean, maybe it's just, like, a sort of like, super soldier. I mean, they obviously have abilities. The, the other two yeah. Mentats are the assassins for the respective... Mm -hmm. Houses, so I kind of assume that they're just like strong and do cool things. I don't really know. So, yeah, because yeah, I I don't know. That's that's uh, I mean, it has not been clarified. I mean, the way I I kind of think about it is um, I don't know. I kind of um, put all of his abilities together into the one kind of like burgeoning psychic soldier that he's going yeah. to become, I guess. Um, and it, I mean, what it, it is very interesting because, because, you know, in, in kind of uh, uh, just a few seconds, he realizes that he's been training for this his whole life, you know, and, and, um, just didn't didn't realize it up until that very moment that they were prepping him for for so long. Yeah, I I liked that because um obviously the revelation is so fast and I, I feel like it'd be easy in a way for it to I don't know, feel kind of cheap or dumb. It's like, you know Yeah. Like this throwaway where the dad's like, "Oh, by the way, you're a mentat," and um, I guess I feel like if that wasn't there, it would seem almost like uh, I don't know. When you have a main character that just has like too much shit going for them, and uh, you know, it's like, and you're this, and you're that, and you're gonna be the freaking chosen one, and all this shit, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I like, yeah. I like him realizing, right? It's like. 
not that it just happened. It's been happening and you just find out about it at the same time mm-hmm. that he does. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's, that's good. Cause he doesn't go into it with, uh, with some kind of preconceived, uh, notion of importance or, um, yeah. And, and even, um, the, the, the one thing that, uh, that I, I like that he, that whenever, um, you know, it's 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 uh, written from Paul's perspective. Is as I think he he calls it the burden of purpose. Yeah, yeah, his and, terrible purpose. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a really great way to illustrate. Um, uh, you know, I mean, we just knowing that you'll have to be the person that um, has to go through these things and. That yeah, you know you're special and the the chosen one, but it's but it's it's also a huge weight on uh, that that's been kind of um, thrusted upon you. Yeah, and I don't think that aspect of 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 that kind of thing is talked about enough in fiction. Like, I mean, with like Harry Potter and stuff, like it's like oh Voldemort, I'm gonna. <laughs> Baltimore. I got a scar on my head. Get all the Harry Potter nerds to fucking. They're gonna be sending. I know. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. Um, but yeah, I just feel like he's. I don't know. A little bit too. Even in, in the darkest Harry Potter books, I think it's it's like a little bit too optimistic for like all the kind of bloodshed that is going on around. Uh, him and i and i mean i just feel like the weight is it's it's um kind of taken more seriously in this yeah story than a lot of the more fantastical um prophecy driven stories out there that's yeah i i like that reading and i i think a lot of uh cracking one open for paul crack one open crack for the <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah, I think that says a lot about um what the purpose is tied to and like instead of like with Harry Potter where yeah, it is also a burden, but it's it's also kind of like that power fantasy, you know, where it's like, well, I thought I was just a normal boy, but it turns out I'm the coolest motherfucker ever and I can mm-hmm. do magic and shit. And with this um it's more like he is on a runaway train that can only ever go down one track and there might be cool things that come of it but it's very clear that the end of it wherever it stops is going to be tragic because like paul's terrible purpose seems to be like he will gain things at the expense of losing and probably in the form of his family. And as I mean, we already talked about that, that shit. It yeah. hasn't happened. Yet. And, uh, yeah, but, I yeah. guess knowing that, knowing that that is, um, the case is, is a little bit different, but, um, but it's also kind of, I, I, I just feel like modern fiction uses the whole chosen one thing as a crutch. Yeah. And, um, I don't. I feel like it's a very old trope, and absolutely. And uh, I mean, obviously, Dune was written a long time ago, but um, it, this this doesn't wear on me, um, like other, you know, books with with that same kind of idea. Yeah, have been recently. So, no, I I, I agree for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, for me, that just comes from like the small bits of foreknowledge that they give you, like at the beginning of each chapter, the, the princess. Mm-hmm. Irulan. Yeah. I feel like you could say her name, like I rule land, but then it's like, I rule for a princess. I don't like that. So I just, that's, well, that's a little bit too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways. I only want to mention one more thing quickly about this whole Paul uh, Leto chapter, because obviously there's more things we want to talk about, and we'll jump around. 
Yes. But he he also mentions um he's like, Man, why haven't I told my dad that someone else told me that he's gonna like fucking die? Mm. And um he mentions that the Reverend Mother used the voice on him. And so it just seems like more of that like Benet Gesserit um powers obviously and he is able to do it sort of and he says that it takes a lot of effort and duke leto kind of just like brushes it off but i guess i just wanted to mention like as far as like tropes go too when you have a character that like knows something important and it's like why don't they tell the other character yeah it's like yeah why don't they tell the other character and so um i guess i liked that as an explanation too even though they kind of it doesn't end up mattering, but I, I like mm. that those small things are addressed in the first place. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, it just kind of seems like uh, something that is on the forefront of his mind, but also uh, buried in his subconscious, like at the same time, and he can't. He, he, it was hard for him to, to to bring it up and get it out, and and that is because I mean it it's, seems like she she has some hold on on him, um, yeah, for some things, and uh, I, I feel like that might be it might happen again. It hey, it just might. It might already be happening, and we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, much like how there's this buildup for meeting Duke Leto, and then you meet him, and it's like, cool, there he is. There's this buildup for Arrakis, right? And then we're there. And um, at long last, right? And I kind of thought there would be like a chapter that maybe takes place on like the was like traveling there, yeah. Um. That was jarring to me, too. Yeah, the way that the story has been taking its time, it felt like they would have that buffer, but it doesn't. They're just Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Did you feel like that was jarring in a a good way, in a bad way? How did you feel about Um, that? It's hard to say. I mean, I wasn't, like, jonesing for... it doesn't have to be good or bad, but... Yeah. I, I wasn't jonesing for, like space travel chapter yeah. Um, yeah or like i wasn't i wasn't looking for like a star wars chapter of Doom, <laughs> so so yeah I, I didn't there that's, that's totally fair i i, I didn't miss out on anything on uh anything but i was like surprised so yeah I, it yeah. wasn't really good or bad it was just kind of like a just weird to be to find to just suddenly be there after yeah kind of this this, this build up and then all, I mean, did they even mention how long it was going to take? I think, I think they did at some they, point. And... Yeah, it's, it wasn't a short amount of time. It's not long, but I think it was yeah. like, I don't know, maybe like weeks or there's, mm-hmm. there's time, but I, you know, kind of like how it's not like Star Wars. Like, I don't think they just warp there, you know? No. There is no. time in the space travel mm-hmm. and and the space travel itself is tied to like the spacing guild and the chum company and all that shit yeah. that I don't completely get, but I, I like that mm-hmm. that's part of the universe and that they've talked about that too. So uh, it remains interesting yeah. and not just something that um, it doesn't seem like people just hop onto a spaceship and go wherever they want. Space travel is still like valuable and a, and a commodity and it's mm-hmm. expensive. And it's there's a lot of avenues you have to go through. Like it, it doesn't seem yeah. like people have like their personal spaceship. So, um, which is kind of different for most sci-fi universes that I am familiar with. When it comes to like having space travel, usually just everyone has a fucking spaceship. It's really not that important. But mm. uh, yeah, so they're on Arrakis. Um. And I, obviously there's still a lot of Arrakis to be explored now too. That's probably going to be the book now, which is cool. Um, 
but we we've really only gotten this tiny slice of it really in the form of the castle for the most part yeah you know we've you know uh we're so we're we're still in the in the lap of luxury not on the you know on the streets of dune on the sands of dune yeah <laughs> yeah um I've liked just like I guess um the different characters that it jumps around for us to not only explore different parts of the castle but also like to show what's at stake. You know, they keep talking about obviously all this danger and some of that danger does manifest in uh, assassination attempts. There yeah. is yes, an assassination attempt um on Paul. Kind of first first day there pretty much uh yeah yeah um, it uh it's a hunter seeker that comes out of his bed his mm-hmm. headboard and apparently it um is only like two inches long and someone controls it and it's able to go like pierce your flesh and then dig through you until it hits an internal organ which sounds really yes. painful and That's- bad it's a very, very nasty device. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't sound um yeah, it sounds like a like a painful death. Yeah. Um that was one of those things that uh it feels like every now and then, like for the most part, I'm I'm kind of on the up and up, but every now and then like I'll read something that is wholly unique to this universe, like the hunter seeker, and I really have to like reread it because I kind of struggle with what's even happening. And then they don't yeah. say it, but I think it's like floating. Like I think it kind of That's, flies. I I I picture a snitch, just like a dark version of the snitch from, from yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> right of Harry of Harry Potter fame. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, yeah it, it's, it's. I not, mean, you got to use your imagination a little bit. Right, which I appreciate, you know, because again yeah. we you know, it, it doesn't really hold your hand and, and the things that are a part of this world, it doesn't really address them as fantastical. It's not going to stop in its tracks and tell you everything that's going on because the characters know, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're just, you're, you're thrust into it and yeah. um, you get, you get, you get context clues here and there. And then like excerpts from this, from this journal, Every once in a while, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but like that, the hunter seeker and the other one. It was from last week, but I, I only want to mention it briefly because it makes me think of it. But the the orange Catholic Bible, which is apparently yeah. like super small, but like it can, mm. like I, that I didn't really understand. I I re I reread that a couple times because I was like, I can't picture this. Like, what the fuck is this? I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know. It's it's like it's like it almost sounds like um he wants to describe it as like a full-size book that like is like fits in the palm of your hand but you're able to use some device that like yeah I don't I'm yeah like a I weird mean, one. How, how I was imagining it was kind of like um yeah, it it is like a like a handheld thing, but 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 yeah, then you can like thumb it and it kind of does expand or it collapses right. or um yeah, it so magnifies that's... something. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those things. Like I, you know, I don't know how much or little like things like this might be in the David Lynch film or in the upcoming film. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see like people's interpretation of devices like that, things that aren't just like a spaceship, like yeah, it's yeah, because Dune technology. They, they are so up to and I mean open to interpretation because yeah, I mean, yeah, I I mean, I've heard David Lynch's thing is like it's it's a uh, it's like a it's like just like a really visually striking movie, so. So I think, yeah. I think we're yeah I think we're in for some some cool things when we get to that. Interesting, neat. Yeah. All right. Um, 
What else? So Jessica gets a lot to do in this chunk. She does. I think it focuses on her the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it starts off with her kind of setting up the castle. Yeah. The the inns. And, um, you know, her her kind of, you know, uh, getting into a little bit of a of 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 a tiff with uh the duke about where he, uh she wants to put the a portrait of of his father painting of yeah. his father yeah i don't it, really know it, why that was the sore subject but I, I guess it's because his father was a dick so yeah yeah i mean he was either a dick uh, just a, a dick to her or right. or he just reminds her of all the bad parts of the duke yeah that, yeah, that's right. He's he's the bad duke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. And yeah, it just make make you kind of wonder if we are going to learn some more about the father or about I don't know. Because I I would like to see the duke's angry side, full full yeah. on angry. Um. No. No BS Duke persona. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do think we'll get that. You know, I keep waiting for him to die, but I'm I'm still reminded of uh the chapter where the Harkonnens are discussing the plan for killing him. And you know the the Duke according to them is not just going to drop dead. Like it's important for him to know who is killing him and why. So yeah. um, I think during whatever section of the book, this goes down. Uh, I think the, the I think the no BS Duke might uh, rear his head there a little. So, yeah. I mean, at, at the very least in his, in his dying breath, I yeah. think we'll see. I think we'll see who he really is. Um, yeah, and then she and, and then Jessica gets gets a uh, a new servant. Yes, how do you pronounce this person's name? Uh, the shout out Mapes, dude, uh, but probably not. Dude, no, but that's the thing. I even uh, I, I showed it to Tony, and I was like, uh-huh. "How would you say this?" And she's like, "Mapes," and I'm like, "I can't do Mapes." <laughs> I know. I can't. That's. I think it's supposed to be Mapes. Like, I think it's supposed I, yeah, to be. I, I mean, I, but I, I I can't think of anything else. Like, I very intentionally no. I, I've been thinking about it differently. I'm doing like Mapes. Mapes. Okay, map. M- yeah, Mapes. I can't do Mapes. Just <laughs> I don't know. I don't like Mapes. It feels kind of like um, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a weird, like, comedy name almost. Yeah, I don't mm. know. It's not it's not doing it for me. I, I do think the intent is for it to be read as mapes, but I'm not I'm not doing it. So Yeah. You know, until someone I mean, corrects me. Well, there's I mean I, I'm sure we're we're pronouncing a lot of things wrong. Yeah. And we'll continue to pronounce things wrong until we see the movie and then we're like, "Oh, fuck." Right, which is kind of fun. It, it's weird when that happens cuz there's there's other times, I mean, Harry Potter's probably a good example for a lot of people too, but like when you uh, write, see like a, a canonized version of someone pronouncing something, I don't know if I'm going to like go back and be like, well, fuck it's mapes now. It's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, no, I still have it how I want in my head, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've, I've got things like that too, where I'll, I'll just never pronounce them right because I, they just lived in my head for so long. as something totally different. Yeah. But, but she's a very interesting character. Yes, she's, she is. Yeah, she's there to to test Jessica. Yeah, to confirm that she is the one. Who she the yep the the the, the one the one. Right. She's and, also uh, kind of a chosen one for them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's 
it's, it's yeah, it's a fun scene between her, but, but between Jessica and uh, and and Mapes there. Uh, <laughs> Good old Mafes, I agree. Where, where where it's kind of the battle of the minds, and uh, you know she's kind of like Jessica is kind of like one step ahead of her, and yeah, and kind of know and knows what she's looking for, and kind of plays into it. Um, and it ends with her being gifted a, a dagger. Mm. Um, do you what, remember how you might again? say that? I, I'm I'm calling it a cry's knife. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. a cry's knife. Um, yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I don't know. Yeah, that's that sounds right to me. We'll we'll it's, go with that. It's made from the tooth of a sandworm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it, it has this kind of milky white appearance. Um, and apparently if it is drawn and someone else sees it, it's some sort of custom that it either they, needs to cut someone or, uh, I don't know. It, it, it can't be like seen and then sheathed without, uh, killing that person or taking some of their blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a strange custom there, and and and, and Mapes is like, but you knew that already, and, and Jessica's yeah. like, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, it's, duh. And it's just like I know now. Um, yeah, so, so that was that that was interesting. Yeah, from what I, if I understood what um they were, what I feel like they were trying to get across correctly is that the. Prophecy of the one for the Fremen people, like Ma- Mappa is thinking that Jessica is the one, <laughs> mm-hmm. is that the Bene Gesserit actually have like a dedicated section of trained people that have gone to planets in the past to intentionally <clears throat> plant and spread prophecies of themselves. So that, like, in the future, they can benefit from that. Does that did did you do you agree with that? Because I I was a little confused, but I kind of felt like she was trying to explain that a little. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I definitely did not get all the way there. But I mean, the the implication was clear that there there were. Um, Benet Jesserit, okay, there before. No, I have no idea. Um, no, I know. We, we, and have fun. We, have fun. We, we have a good time with these pronunciations. Uh, and yeah, and and yeah, they they kind of left a, a, a trail for her to kind of, um, if she meets these requirements, then then she's kind of uh, accepted you know um right so yeah it's unclear if it's if it's kind of just like uh, an intentional self-fulfilling prophecy which which makes sense that that makes total sense and is kind of a smart tactic yeah. to use um for kind of your your people to be widely accepted wherever they go uh but yeah that's that that's one possibility i did not think of but it, i mean it makes sense to me yeah and i mean we'll see one way or the other i think because i'm sure that either jessica or mapez will talk about it more um, yeah but the the benet gesserit mm-hmm. do do have this like interconnected like invisible web and not just like the mental one they have all these codes because that's also um what tips jessica off to knowing that yeah there's going to be an assassination her, attempt. Right. When she gets into her little sanctuary, her little yes. uh, terraformed version of of Arrakis with way too much water to... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wasting water, which is all too relevant today. Yeah. Um, you know, I imagine that's like what some um, celebrities' greenhouses look like. Right, absolutely. Right, and it's 
um, the person who made it, or I don't know if they made it, but the person who leaves the note who was living there before, you know, comments on that it's, um, you know, way too greedy. And yeah, and Jessica mentions a couple times, like definitely when she's in the room, but even before that she feels uncomfortable, uh, mm-hmm. like being so aware that having water is a status symbol. Yeah. Uh, an indicator of your wealth and privilege and class. And it just seems to make her like very aware of, you know, she's sort of like the 1% on Arrakis right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, maybe even less she doesn't than that. like that. Right. No. Right. Yeah. 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 She, she's, she doesn't feel comfortable with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we barely dived into kind of some of the class differences. On yeah, I mean, that's... you know, and they 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 were kind of illustrated for us um, in the previous few chapters with the you know the fremen and um, you know the handful of companies that kind of uh, are set up there, and then also the royalty, but um, we've, we've really yet to see any Fremen except for Mapes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I mean, the way that she's described is that she's, you know, wearing rags and um, does kind of seem to, to come from a, a destitute background. And it's, I, I think it is going to be eye opening for, for uh, house Atreides or how, however you pronounce their last name. To that's uh, what I would say too. So you're, to, you're good. To, yeah, to kind of like open themselves up to um, the the actual population of Doom. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it seems like I, I think what's interesting about it is um nothing has changed like structurally or in the day-to-day lives of anyone in House Atreides. But it seems like when they were in Castle Caladan, the people who were their servants are, you know, either much more well-off or maybe they've been like in service to the family for a year, you know, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one there ever feels like, oh, you know, I wonder if I'm taking advantage of these people, like when they're when they're in Caladan and everything's great. But on Arrakis, the difference is so stark that like they can't ignore it, and it it makes yeah it makes that juxtaposition so clear mm-hmm. that I mean, Jessica's the only one who has said that she feels uncomfortable by it. I don't know how the other characters really feel yet, but it, yeah, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Their if power hasn't changed. It. Yeah. It's just that the people who are serving them are even more deprived, yep. even more taken advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. Um, Cause I, I mean, I'd be very surprised if, if Paul at the very least did not, did not kind of pick up on it and, and mention something at some point. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like he, he does line up more with his mother on, on those kinds of issues. Maybe, I don't know. We'll yeah. See. I think but, so too. I think so too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she gets this kind of coded warning from um, one of her, her B'nai Gesserit compatriots. Yeah. Uh, that yeah that that who, who who was the wife of the previous occupant of the castle mansion who was yes. there on the emperor's behalf, and she feels a small sting because there's also this wrinkle where uh, she does want to be married to the duke. And mm. it's clear in the signing of the letter that this Bene Gesserit concubine is was married, was asked yes. to be married and taken yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, and they kind of, you know, she kind of does seem um 
very quick to give give the excuse, uh, you know, as to why she's not wed and you know whatever, yeah, political reason she wants to give. But but uh, but yeah, you can tell it, it it that also is kind of a sore subject. I don't know. I hope I didn't cut you off. Did you want to mention something else? Because I kind of just got excited by that. I don't no. know. I felt like, oh wait, this connects to this. Like, there's a lot of that. So I kind of just no, yeah, to- no. I mean, I, I, I just kind of liked how, how, um, you know, how, how coded the letter was, and how she had to kind of thumb around where the letter was, and and ended up, you know, she kind of was was feeling a leaf, and there's some kind of coded, yeah, um, imprints like on the leaf that that she was able to translate for the for the actual warning of of Paul's assassination attempt. Yeah, I I liked in the letter itself, like that there's this understood code phrase by all the Bene Gesserit, like uh, I forget what like that on that path lies danger or something like Yes. I think I that's liked, exactly what it was. Yeah. I do like that warning and that's cool. And I like that that prompts Jessica to be like, oh well there must be more. Like I, I completely understand that. I feel like this is maybe the first thing where I was like, that's a little, I don't want to say far-fetched, but it sounds to me like there was like this entire separate letter written out in Braille under a leaf. (laughs) And like Jessica was expected to just find that. Like, yeah, well, first off, how did, how did they do it? And then I don't know. I feel like, yeah, right. I, I know you can sort of write it off that way. Like I get it. But that was for for all the things that Dune has done, and all the like sci-fi concepts it asks you to, you know, accept and understand. I feel like that was maybe the uh, the biggest leap I've had to take. Mm, really, in uh, in the book so far was being like, mm. all right, so this person just like wrote an entire braille letter on a fucking leaf, <laughs> like, and just, yeah. and she was yeah. supposed to find it, like, okay. I can see how that was maybe a stretch. Um, yeah, I mean we, we we haven't really seen too much of Bene Gesserit's abilities um, since the first chapter, really. Uh, yeah, it's and true. I mean, it might have just been a big leaf. <laughs> the no, big I, ass leaf. I think it was. It, I don't <laughs> think it was like yeah, like a tiny little. I mean, like yeah. I was envisioning a plant with this big drooping leaf. Like I'm not. I'm not questioning. Like, oh man, how big is this leaf that they got to write this whole note on? I'm like, <laughs> um, how did you carve it like into the leaf? Like, what did you I do know. to leave that imprint yeah. there? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably, probably one that will never be answered. No, um, I, I don't expect it to, and I, I, I guess that's the. Thing. I think maybe what kind of rubs me the wrong way a little is that I feel like um, yeah, Frank I, Herbert. Are you there in in his writing? Yeah, I am. You cut out for a second. Sorry, did it cut out? Can you? Yeah, I mean, I okay. might have cut out. But you can hear me now, though. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, what what rubs me the wrong way a little is I, I feel like so far. Frank Herbert in writing Dune has been like really careful about how he explained things and um, like the way he writes makes a lot of sense to me, even when it doesn't like with the hunter seeker thing, like I think he very cleverly omits just enough information where he knows you got to fill in those gaps and that's okay. Yeah. And so I, I really like that. Um, not everything is totally explained. But I, I feel like because he's, because I've appreciated how things have been explained, even small stuff, like this small thing, I was like, really? All right. I kind of mm. just got to buy it. It was like literally pretty much the last thing that happened in this five chapters. So who gives a shit? Yeah. But, I know. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. No, so. it's, it's, it's definitely um far-fetched yeah i mean i i didn't really bat an eye no see that's but uh but the difference between you and i my dude dude it is yeah you you, you're more of the skeptic and i i i'm more of the um 
I don't know, fantastical. Um, I, I guess I, 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 I've got a bigger, I, I can suspend more disbelief, I guess. Maybe that's a, a, a talent Maybe. that I picked up from watching so much Doctor Who, but. I mean, that probably, I'm sure that helps if nothing else. So. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, anyways, a very yeah, important scene. Yeah. A very important scene I think is, um, Dr. Yue and Jessica speaking. Yes. Um, while Paul is, is laying down in the other room. Um, yep. Pretending to be asleep. Pretending to be asleep. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's, it's a very heavy conversation that they have together. And, um, yeah, kind of, kind of clarifies, you know, that Jessica does think of them as friends and it, it, it makes Dr. Yue's, um, you know, his, his betrayal that is brewing, it makes it all the more painful. And he, he barely gets through the conversation without getting himself away. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seems to feel so much guilt already just in what he, he knows he's going to do that. Um, yeah, he, he almost outs himself, uh, just from the emotional pain. You, I don't know if you mentioned that might have cut out too. You're gonna have to edit this this little bit. Um, I little... think it's gonna be fine. All right, cool. We'll just have like a we'll just have like a five second That's, gap of five no, seconds is no nothing. Time. Five seconds is nothing. Yeah, it is, but yeah, it's just a little it's a little unprofessional, you know. Is it? I mean, running I, smoother I just, now. Yeah, it's it seems fine. Okay, because 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 yeah, we changed we like changed our Wi-Fi a little bit, and now we have two we have two networks. And oh, did it like disconnect and reconnect or something? Or no, I mean, I, I, because you kept on dropping out, and so I connected to a different, the like, like the other version of the we we have like a five G network and like a regular network now. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, do I sound better too? Like, is this fine? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, you know, very smooth, um, smooth per usual. Um, thanks, dude. Yeah, so let's proceed as if nothing happened. Sure, and I'll edit it out. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, Doctor Ua and Jessica talking. Um. Yeah, it is very tense. Um. I mean, they just keep piling on. Um you know, more. Uh, I, I think he's doing a real good job of, uh, of like laying the groundwork for what is going to be clearly tragic. And so yeah. the, the, the more, you know, about the characters, the more you understand UA's conflict and his actual legitimate bonds with the people he's going to betray. I mean, it's kind of tough to read because, like, we're just the fly on the wall that knows where it's going. Um, yeah, that's and true. And you are just forced to watch it unfold. Um, mm. But yeah, especially tense in that conversation, obviously, because UA also knows that Jessica as a B'nai Gesserit, has an extreme, like, keen eye and aptitude for other people um, telling the truth and how they really feel. And, like, to to hide something from someone with those abilities, you know, could make you even more anxious and have you slip up. I mean, it's tough. He does a great job at it at not lying. At, yes. at, pretty, at, at, at really not lying and you know just kind of withholding some information um which she can she can even tell she she even knows he's withholding information yeah she just thinks it's because it's too painful right. and it is and it yeah. is you know like you, like she she gets out of him that you know his his wife Wana was taken by the harkonnens and 
he hates them deeply and that's yeah. enough for her. She doesn't want to, to trouble her friends. Um, and you know, drag that pain out of him. But, but yeah, she, she knows there's, there's more lingering beneath the surface there. And yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, her, that- her empathy for him kind of see like that will be, be, be her downfall. I think. Yeah. It, it seems that way. And I, I think of the five chapters we read, I, I liked this one the most actually, just because of um, how well done the like intentional misunderstanding that they have um, mm-hmm. in their discussion. And because it does feel, um, you know, smart and, and planned out on UA's part too, because when that whole conversation starts and he, he calls her, I don't know, lady Jessica or something. And she's like, yeah. you know, please, you know, we've known each other for how long you can just call me Jessica, this and that. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, good. You know, now she'll think that any anxiety I have or whatever is just based off of our, our interaction and like this power dynamic that they have. Yeah. Of, of kind of being awkward about it. Yeah. Um, and, and right. Like you say, even despite that, uh, Jessica is aware of the, the withholding. Um, and yeah, the last line of that chapter, uh, was a heavy one because it's something like, you know, right. She, she kind of considers going back and I think what she says is like dragging out the hidden information. Um, yeah. But that right, she she decides that she should start like trusting her friends more or something like that, or or she doesn't want to use her. Oh, I know, I know, yeah, and and yeah. that it, it hurts to read that. It really does because yeah. the very opposite yeah. is true. Yeah. No. So um. Yeah, that was that was really well done. Uh. Yeah, really, really great dynamic between those characters. So the. The intrigue is real, man. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think that'll be that'll be the most emotional moment when whenever that comes to a head. Um, yeah, I can see that being a tough a tough read. Um, yeah, and then I mean that that all leads up to to the actual um, assassination attempt of Paul, which we've been talking right. about, and the fallout from that. You know, he's he's just he's pretending to sleep. Um, Pretend he, he he fakes taking a sleeping pill that Doctor Yue gave him to sedate him, and uh, he's just kind of vibing. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. just straight. He's just straight chilling. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, he he gets lucky in 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 sensing the um the hunter seeker before it gets him, and um. Yeah, and then our, our our friend. Oh, and then he ends up saving um, Mapes' life. Life as yeah. well. Good old Mapes. Yeah, good yeah. old Mapes. Yeah, and um, and so so she feels kind of indebted to him now as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and and then they kind of have to rally the troops and try and find because because I guess a hunter seeker can only be be controlled from close proximity, so it has to be somebody in the 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 house and they find the person yeah. they find the person that that is control that is meant to be controlling it uh seems like a yeah. little, it seems a little bit too convenient a little bit too fast but um yeah i i felt like what was really convenient about it is that um you know he's dead yeah he's and already dead yeah i was kind of like i mean either i feel like this is another thing that is maybe a little clumsy or silly if it's legitimate or it's part of uh, just another wrinkle in like this this plot. But uh, you know, the this like nameless guard is like, yeah, my lady, we found the culprit, and uh, he died. <laughs> like it doesn't. Yeah, like, how, how would he even fucking die? Like, what did you do? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, and and it wasn't even a good excuse. It was just it was just like it was like he just. In in the struggle to apprehend him, like he's he, he's like oh you know yeah. kind of just got out of hand you know it's like, <laughs> yeah it just kind of happened 
Oh my god, that's that's like important for that guy to be alive. So that's the only excuse any cop has ever given for killing somebody. In yeah, America. true that. Yeah, let's you go know? there. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so. It just it just kind of like happened. Like I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. and everyone's gonna accept that. So you know. yeah, yeah. Oh, geez. Well, um, yeah. So which which sucks is kind of like the uh the jeffrey epstein dilemma you know the one person that has the knowledge of of yeah of what you need to 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 get to bring justice is is dead and um yeah so that puts them in a in a curious situation because now they kind of i mean they know i guess at the very least that somebody some some force has access to their living quarters or did. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's that's pretty uneasy. Yeah. I guess um I mean and that that sort of leaves us with where we're at. We are yep. sort of just getting into the real dangers that have been talked about this whole time. Uh and you know, now we need to see where that leads. Um, I don't, you know, if it ultimately ends in uh, exactly how the Har- the Harkonnens have planned, you know, I keep wondering if, uh, you know, not that their plan will be thwarted, but if it will have to be executed in a different way. Unless they, you know, really have all their cards so perfectly played that uh you know they just watch it fall like dominoes but yeah i mean i i i can't imagine that happening um but i mean it's it's just it's it just depends on how much fight the 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 you know the house trades has in them because i mean we haven't seen them in action yet no not really. And yeah, and and uh, so when things come down to it, it, it'll be very interesting to see if they prevail. And that you know seems like that's imminent. Yes. Um, and yeah, we we leave off with um, Paul being brought to his father, and uh, and Lady Jessica seeing lights, flashing lights in the sky that seem to be oh right. They they seem to be um, like communication between maybe the Harkonnens. Yeah, that's time. right. I yeah, I forgot about that, but that's right. The very, very, very end of what we yeah. read is that she realizes um, what she right what she initially thinks are stars is definitely a a message passed through the light these lights. Yeah, and then she's like, well, "Why wouldn't they communicate some other way?" The only reason would be because it's nefarious. Exactly. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so the chapter ends with with a feeling of unease. I think between everybody yeah. in the in the castle mansion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I mean, uh, I feel like a, a, another five good chapters. I, I I feel like I've gotten to know the characters more. Um, it's it's a good slow burn of a buildup where it's not does things are not going too slow but it's also yeah. not it's it's not rushing any plot mm-hmm. points either so um yeah i'm i'm really really psyched to get to get down on the ground on yeah. on dune see what see what's that what you know what is actually like out there yeah you know it's like the, it's like it's like walking walking around the real lake george <laughs> you know what what you, you, don't be, real you don't want to be in that tourist trap no. bullshit. Nope. I want to see some some sandworms. Me too. Yeah. So seems like uh, that's yeah a, a lot of a lot of threads, a lot of build yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you said, each each chapter feels uh, important. It's not it's not boring. It's not wasting your time. No, definitely. Uh, but it, it's being constructed very elaborately. And, Absolutely, uh, our our uh, good old Herbie. Yep, fully loaded. 
Kirby fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right, well, man. Anything I was going to jump. Wanna... No, I mean, I, I think that I think that covers about everything. Um, just thanks for inviting me on the podcast and and, and letting me You've be a, guest. a great guest. Yeah, You've been a great I've, guest. It's it's been refreshing because usually I host the podcast, so it's like yeah. it's such an honor to be a guest for this entire series. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. Keep on inviting me back for the entire thing, episode after episode. It's it's it's, That's it's the point, then, right. So yeah. it's as if you were like a co-host, but the the technicality is really important because you are yeah. technically a guest. <laughs> no, so. I'm not up to that level. I'm not. Maybe by the yeah. end of the series, maybe by the end of the series, I'll be um, promoted to co-host. Maybe, maybe. I one one can hope. One can kind of in hope. my hands, sort of in my hands. It so is. we'll see. Yeah, one you know. one can go hope. Yeah. I mean, you you can guest hope all you want. Oh God! Oh, I'm guest hoping now. Yeah, yeah, guest hoping now. All right. Um, anything else you want to shout out? And uh... nah. Okay. Nah. Well, you're the host. Feels you're like, the host. You're. You're rules. Feels like it's, I think people. I, you know. I think we know kind of how it goes by now. You know. Yeah. Just send. Send. Just whatever hashtags you feel like doing. You know, yeah. just do some hashtags and uh, you're golden. Right. You're golden, pony gold. boy. Um, all right. Well, until next time. Uh, stay. You, you stay. You stay sandy, dude. Stay sandy, dude. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>